Today on Gamerhead Radio, lightning strikes and stumbles. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I'm, of course, Viking Jesus, Mike Nimitz, the man who's spent way too much time in the past week uh, ogling women that don't actually exist. But that shouldn't surprise any goats looking at me really, really afraid, even though he, of all people, should not be surprised at that sentence. Just your wording. Like, wow, can you just, like, not start the show with get in the van? (laughs) It's in my contract. You'll you'll see right here. Um, Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, and of course, the, the the guy over there with the thing is uh, none other than the angry barnyard animal himself, Mister Goat. Ah, yes, vague <laughs> podcasting, vague casting, if you will. Vague, better than vague booking. I don't know. There's been some That's vague pussing going on too. I know, and I'm not happy about it. Wait, what? Yeah. Huh? Oh, Charlie's starting his campaign anti-vaguing. <laughs> Nothing irritates me more. Oh, well, for, okay, first, finish the introduction, I suppose. <laughs> and of course, the man that's really upset over vague things on the internet, <laughs> the Technotronicorn himself, Mr. Charlie Worthley. <laughs> okay, so maybe this is just me, but I find it to be the most irritating thing in the world when somebody puts a post up that is something along the lines of, I just got this awesome thing in the mail, or, man, what a day, or. That's a patron. <laughs> or extremely just, fun just, day today. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, something like that. Just, just, just that's not even vague. That's just dumb. If, if you're going to take the time to post something for other people to see, put something Details. there worth reading. <laughs> I, I, whenever I post something on social media, I do so with one of a few very clear intentions. It's one I want to tell people about something that actually happened to me, mm-hmm. which requires details to do that. Mm-hmm. Two, I want to make people laugh. Or three, I want to. Like, share something interesting or possibly educational, whatever. Right. So, this is just Dr. Charlie's little advice here. (laughs) (laughs) Secret CEO of Google, now you're a doctor? (laughs) Well, I mean, honorary, but that's beside the point. Okay. Uh, (laughs) If you're going to post something on social media, think about the people that that you're friends with or that that are following you or whatever. Would they actually be interested in reading whatever it is you're about to, whatever it is you're about to share? Yeah... Yeah, <laughs> I do that, but sometimes I go a little overboard. I'm just like I'm gonna put up a status, and now it's eight paragraphs long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. About- <laughs> There's nothing wrong with editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next time you give me your play-by-play on Facebook that you ate toast and it's 17 pages long. Hey, hey, hey! It was really fucking good toast. Okay. <laughs> and then I slathered the butter on it. Oh, dude, get on with it. <laughs> I'm writing a, a novel that's erotica about toast. <laughs> on Facebook only. <laughs> it's being released in parts, and then eventually I'll release the entire uh, toast porn collection for $15. I found myself short of breath as the hot butter melted into every nook and cranny. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> so it's French toast. <laughs> Wow, now that we've established ourselves as three really creepy guys just recording 
about video games. And toast. And (laughs) toast porn. Um, (laughs) I think we found the uh, title for the episode. (laughs) Lightning does toast porn. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Anyway. But um, in your head you're saying maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining lightning making breakfast. Anyway. In which outfit? We'll get all. to that. All of them. <laughs> I was just saying, there's only two options here. All of them or none of them. <laughs> well, uh, all of them sounds like she would be really hot, like temperature-wise. <laughs> well, yeah. And none of them, she's also hot. I mean, I, temperature-wise. I, I, I understand that every one of her outfits is made out of about four square centimeters of fabric, but hey, still, hey, all of them hey, put hey. together. <laughs> she's got a damn fine parka. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get more into that in a moment. <laughs> uh, busy week in games ahead, actually. Um, Thief comes out. Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 comes out. New Professor Layton game comes out. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare comes out. Uh, just a quick PSA for uh, any uh, Gran Turismo 5 fans out there. Sony apparently has uh, said that online support for the game is going to be ending at the end of May. So at the end of uh, uh, that April... That quick. Yeah. Wait, so, did you say 5 or 6? 5. five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so um, all of the DLC for Gran Turismo 5 will be unavailable for purchase after April 30th. So just in case anybody uh, was uh, way behind on picking any of that up and was interested, you have until April 30th to pick up any Gran Turismo 5 DLC before it becomes mostly unavailable. Good thing goes to Forza guy. NGT6 is You mean all. a Forza guy? Oh, let's not get into that here. <laughs> <laughs> I took my lumps. <laughs> I was proud of you. You took that. You took that well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of games coming out this week. Uh, oddly enough, um, are you guys are excited for any of those? Yes. Okay, Castlevania. Any of the other ones? Professor Layton. Okay. Is anybody excited about Thief? Mm. I don't. Know, I've seen stuff about it, but I really just don't trust thieves, so <laughs> I can't really get excited about getting robbed. Fine. <laughs> I, 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 I see. I never played any of the other or the other Thief games, right. so I really can't speak for its pedigree or anything like that. I've heard great things about several of them, um, but I mean, I don't know. They just haven't wowed me, I guess. So, and I'm not usually big on stealth games unless it's Metal Gear, anyway. So, well, you like Dishonored. I like Dishonored, yeah, but that that was a surprise for me. Okay, but yeah, I'm I'm not excited about any of those games this week so yeah. no. oh so my thing with thief is i played them back in the day on the pc but it's been so long yeah that it's gonna be a new game to me anyways yeah because we're talking what they came out in like way long ago like they, they, in the glory days of pc gaming yeah not to say that these days aren't glory days but i mean come on now yeah there, there was there was a time where pc gaming was king was undisputed king of video games yeah. um but anyway, so yeah, a busy week in games, but uh, Goat, what did you play this week? Uh, did, you, did you ever return to Fable? To, to, to Not yet. Not yet? I'm close. It's back in the, it's back in the system. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a start. <laughs> no, I went on this tangent this week and got back into Rock Band 3. I noticed that. I have no the, idea the, why. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because he posted on Instagram, and it's just like getting back into the, you know, wanted to play Rockstar, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We, we are, we're, anyway. Yeah, that was the irony of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just put an album out. Oh, man, I should play Rock Band 3 and be a rock star. 
But yeah, I just said the, the, I don't know. I was like, look, I was get frustrated with Fable, so I'm like, we gotta take a break, or I'm gonna do things that break I want to talk about. And I was like, I know, I know how it ends. Not a big deal. You know, I'll get to it. So yeah. I was like, and I just looked over and seen my my gear, and I was like, that's that actually seems really entertaining right now. Huh, and I just got sucked into it. Interesting. So and I tried uh, Toy Soldiers Cold War. Yeah, because that's the the free. free game with gold for the rest of the month. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it's it's. I heard I heard good things when it first came out. It's but. cool. But I'm so used to playing that style of game with like a mouse. So it's, it's a tower defense game, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But I'm just it, 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 I don't know. Like I, like the old brain is like, well, this is supposed to be on the PC. This is weird using a controller. I never got over that hump. Yeah, I can see that. It was cool. I mean, for free, whatever. Yeah. So and then I think that's about it. Hmm. It was a real slow week for me. Yeah. Charlie. Well, I um, worked back around and I uh, finished uh, Brothers, which I know it's not a long game by any means, but I did uh, did finish it. Did um, you cry? Uh, I did not cry, and I you I, wanted to. I, I say that as somebody who has cried at other games, so I, I have no problems admitting that. But um, no, this this game it was emotional, um, but it didn't uh, it didn't hit me quite that hard. Those feels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no excellent story. Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm glad I picked it up on sale just because of its length. I will say that. Yeah, um, it's a very short game. Uh, probably about three hours, uh, three or four hours. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned when I played it. it. I played it through in a single session. So. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, if it if it comes up on sale again, I'd say it's definitely worth worth picking up. Yeah. Um, you know, because the first two thirds of the game, Michelle and I, we played together, each sharing a controller. I mentioned that before. Right. And um, you know, she uh, she said that she just wasn't into it, so I went back and I finished it by myself. But, right. Yeah, anyways. Um. And then uh, I've had uh, a Nintendo week. Aside from that, um, we um, picked up uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and um, the uh, so interesting thing about that. So remember how we were talking about last week about how the sec- the, the the second screen on the Wii controller is just off when you're playing game, right? Yeah, it's not off. It's just blank. It's just, the backlight it, is still on. It just it just shows black. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> like you know when you, I mean you know what I'm talking about like when a game's like yeah. booting up like when the screen's black you can still see like glowing. You a can bit. tell the screen is on. It's just not displaying anything. Yeah, they, they, they didn't even they didn't even shut it off. It's just it's on. So it's using roughly the same amount of power as it would if it were off. It's just blank. That's, just burning bulbs. Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. So well, if you play in the dark, it comes with a nightlight then. Yeah, it's a very dim nightlight. <laughs> But aside from that, uh, we're loving the game so far. It's, well, um, it's everything we love about the Donkey Kong games. Um, I've heard uh, a lot of people complain that it's too challenging, but I'm it like... Is, it but, is but hard. I'm like, have you played the original Donkey Kong Country games? I mean, even I played the shit out of those back yeah. in the day. No, but like, uh, you know, compared to like the last uh, the last one or two Donkey Kong games that have come out, it is... No, we're, we're like... You know, we haven't played that much because we had a busy weekend. and It only came out Friday. So we, we've only played like maybe four or five levels or so, but... Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. It is. It is not an easy game. It's not going to be a walk in the park, which is good. Right. Um, you know, I. Again, I'm glad I don't have a TV to throw things at, <laughs> so that it. No, you just have break. a big shiny wall to leave holes in. <laughs> Drywall is cheaper than TVs. Th- this is true. So, um, but so that's good. And then um, I started uh, playing Pikmin three. So, enjoying that. Very nice. Um, I finished up Lightning Returns. Final Fantasy 13, which you'll hear about in our feature today, um, because for some reason I feel the need to tell everyone about it ever. You know, it's what we do here, apparently. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, a great game. Stumbled a bit, but I'll get more into that when we get into the review today. Um, after that, I uh, was trying to figure out other things to play until Tuesday when Castlevania came out, and so I booted up the old gaming rig and uh, fin- played the first episode of The Wolf Among Us. Very um, um, brutal. Just, 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 I, I... I'm so sad, guys. It's just oh boy, I, I won't I won't give spoilers obviously for anyone who hasn't played it, but but it was br- good. brutal emotionally or brutal like viscerally. Both. Oh, okay. Have you played it, Charlie? No, I have not. I, I have I haven't been given a reason to yet. You will love it. Trust me, <laughs> you will love it. Okay. Whenever, say I whenever like the whenever like the season pass goes on sale or something like that, pick it up. Yeah. I've only played the first episode. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> That pretty much sealed the deal for me. Anything Telltale's like, we're playing, we're doing episodics, and Telltale's on. I'm like, all right, well, you're see, two see, for two. See, see, here's the thing, and I, I don't know, I didn't know anything about the source material and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the fables? Yeah. Okay, so imagine if like all the like fairy tale creatures, like Snow White and the Big Bad Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood and stuff like that. Imagine if they were like transported out of fairy tale world, fairy tale world into the Bronx in oh. New York. Okay. And then just made into like actual people, and they're they're all like under control, like you know they have to rely on this magic to appear actually human and stuff like that. You play as a guy who used to be the big bad wolf. His name is Big B Wolf. <laughs> Not super creative in the naming department, but okay. Yeah. Well, other ones are less creative. Literally, they're just like you know Ichabod Crane and Mister Toad and Snow White. They didn't even try. Okay. <laughs> um. It, it's very good so far, though. I, I mean, like I said, I only played the first episode, but I'm hooked. Um, and it's and it's a bit of a uh, murder mystery hmm, okay. kind of thing. So it, it just it just the premise alone, it's like such a breath of fresh air. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm I'm good with this. Not to mention that the storytelling has been great so far. But anyway, um, so I was going to play that and some other PC games until Tuesday when Castlevania came, and then suddenly a, a copy of Castlevania: Lords of Shadow Two showed up at my door. Um, from Konami the other day, um, which is a, a, a proud moment for all of us, um, considering that means that Konami thinks that we're real people. Um, we're official! Yeah. This is like the dating equivalent of being Facebook official. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're press official! I'm going to update the Gamerhead fan page to say in a relationship with Capcom. <laughs> with Capcom? Or Konami. <laughs> wow. Konami's going to be Why mad, dude. Facebook drama. <laughs> you can handle those angry freaking messages. I thought you said you'd love me. <laughs> Who says Capcom? Anyway. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, like, because I know what the CEOs of these companies look like. I'm just imagining them being angry at me. It's just like, you're elderly Japanese man. What did I do wrong? Look, I love you all the same. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, so that showed up. So I've been playing that for a few, for the past few days. I can't say anything much about it yet. Um, actually, I probably can because by the time this episode gets up, the embargo will be lifted. So I'm I'll stuck. Make, I'll make sure not to post it early. <laughs> That's okay. No, no one will know it's there anyway. Um, I, I'm stuck in Castlevania, which is which is you know. It seems like a great like dream of yours <laughs> behind the scenes moment for you guys um th- there's no worse feeling as a gamer than being stuck in a video game especially in a video game that you pride yourself on knowing all about especially when no one else has the game because it's not released yet 
I can imagine that would be frustrating. Oh my god, I've run into this before with other sites and other reviews and stuff like that, but never with something I was this excited about as far as Castlevania and stuff like that. So I, I hope I'll get through it. If not, then the guide releases Tuesday and I'll fucking dive Swallow in. Swallow your pride and yeah, <laughs> thumb. And, and just, yeah, so I, I have a question. I asked you this previously off air. Um, I asked you if you thought that there was a chance that the thing that you're stuck on, because I guess it's a common thing, yeah. is that it's a bug and you said maybe. Has a game patch for a game-breaking bug ever been released on consoles before the game comes out? Yes, that has happened. Okay. It has happened. It's happened to me actually. Okay, um, there were a couple. There were a couple. Ga- I can't remember what it was. It was some obscure like JRPG on PS3 or something like that. It was like another Mugen Souls or something like that. Oh, goody. Yeah, um, and there was just a part in the tutorial where like you couldn't progress, like a door wouldn't open or something like that. And then like the day after press copies went out, they sent out an e- sent out an email that said, "Hey, we're aware of this. We know exactly what it is. A patch will be out tomorrow." And then you okay. and then you boot up the game the next day, and the game still wasn't out for another week and a half. Okay. And so you boot up the game the next day. There's a patch. It opens up, and it's just like, okay, good. So yeah, that's definitely something that's happened before. Okay. Um, so yeah, playing two of my most anticipated games of the year in the span of a week and not quite enjoying all of them, but like I said, I'll get into that later in this episode and later in another episode. But anyway, that's what we did this week in games. Let's see what the industry did this week in games. All right, then, coming in at number five. Hey, you guys remember those uh, Tony Hawk games that came with a fake skateboard that clogged store shelves for a good two holiday seasons? Yes. Do you actually just answering so I can feel better about myself? No, no, I actually remember those because I remember walking in the store when they first came out and I was like, you're going to skateboard, Mike. And then a month later, they I was like, were all right. On, and then a month later, they were on clearance for like $6.99. Well, my, my thought was, okay, you get a skateboard. That seems like a bad idea in your living room. Facing a TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Obama kickflip. This is a Tony Hawk <laughs> game. They like to live to the extreme. Yeah, and the parents or love something. to go to Best Buy every week because Johnny's one of these kickflips. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> apparently Tony Hawk hasn't learned. He announced on uh, some Sirius XM satellite radio program. Um, <laughs> His PR department needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you said that, it was like... It, like Serious didn't even sound like the real like name. It was just like some serious, like as actual serious <laughs> place that they talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk announced a new game is in the works. Of course, at Activision, the uh, longtime license holders of Tony Hawk's name on video games. Um, they pretty much own him, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, the, the guy's basically a yeah. robot at this point. He's probably funded by Activision. so He doesn't still skate, does he? I don't think so. I mean, like, no offense to Tony Hawk, but I mean, like, that, that's the kind of thing where it has, a, it has an age range. Uh, yeah, I'm. he's up there in age. I don't think he can do it anymore. Physically or creepy? What? Like, phys- physical age or, like, a creepy age? I don't know what that means. Like, he physically uh, can, can he do physically it? do it or can he do it without feeling creepy is what he's saying. Like, hey, you oh. know, you're the 45-year-old guy, X Games, hanging out with the 22-year-olds. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I think if Tony Hawk could still do it, like, he would still be doing it. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm thinking of, like, I, like I'm, I have this mindset coming off of the Olympics and knowing, like, like with gymnasts, for example, like, there is a very small window of time where somebody can be an Olympic gymnast. And no right. matter how good you are, if you age out, like, you just, you just physically cannot do what that sport like requires anymore mm-hmm. and so i'm just thinking of that kind of thing it's like okay just just with the flexibility and just like the thing you know just the the physical exertion that's required to do like the stuff that, like pro skateboarders do yeah. at some point 
biology is biology and you are going to get old <laughs> right like, that's just that's just that's just how it is and right. so i just didn't know if he was still skating or not no i i don't think he does i think he just you know does owns cameos i think he just owns clothing lines now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they sell at kohl's um so yeah new tony hawk game no absolutely no details other than yeah we're working on a new game so it, it could be you know a fucking oculus rift game at this point for all we know that would be interesting. which could actually be interesting now that I think about it, but I don't think I don't think he's that far forward thinking. Goat really no, apparently no, that's a bad think. idea. That's, <laughs> oh my god, doing like oh no no seven eighties vomit filled Oculus Ooh, Rift seven eighties. It doesn't go over your mouth. You get throwing up out of your eyes. <laughs> Good, <laughs> but the core don't challenge him. <laughs> I was able to skateboard my television to my kid yelking all over the living room. <laughs> Just did a 900. <laughs> oh, 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 he's doing it again. <laughs> no, no. I, I, okay, I have to disagree with you. In that particular particular scenario, I would rather just cover my living room with plastic Dexter style. <laughs> Amazing. Corner of the living room's got like painters tarped out. What's that? That's Johnny's Tony Hawk square. <laughs> Don't step over there. He, only, he unfolds it whenever he wants to play. <laughs> and holds it down with a bottle of bleach. <laughs> what, what's the hazmat suit for? Well, that's for me for after. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got a lot more mileage out of the Tony Hawk story than I thought we would. <laughs> Better bearings. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, gl- I'm, joke. I'm glad he's... Ca- oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm glad he's keeping busy. Uh, yeah, and not busy. just not and just, just designing him slapping clothes. his name on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in between TV stu- uh, TV show cameos and uh, Coles, I mean, he's probably just <laughs> filled up the brim yeah. with things to do. Um, so we wish Tony Hawk well on his future <laughs> game, I guess. Uh, Especially if it involves the Oculus Rift <laughs> and vomiting. Especially if it involves the Oculus Rift. You re- okay? H- hang on. Off topic for a second. Charlie, you realize that if we ever get to the point where we need to start reviewing games on the Oculus Rift, you're the only person here who can do that. I'm okay with this. Okay. So am I. I don't want to vomit. <laughs> I will leave the vomiting to Charlie. <laughs> yeah, we can't even bring Michelle in for that one. She gets motion sickness. We'll, uh, oh, yeah, we can. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get you a tarp with uh, ponies all over it. So you'll feel bad about throwing up. <laughs> Or better, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on oh, binge and purging with video games. <laughs> this took a turn I didn't want to. Anyway, coming in number four, uh, Cliff Blazinski, legendary video game designer for such titles as Gears of War, Unreal Tournament, and Jazz Jackrabbit, aka Cliffy B, aka Dude Huge. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure why he's nicknamed Dude Huge, but the nickname caught on so much that he named his dog Dog Huge. So. <laughs> So that's doing that correctly. (laughs) They are a very endowed family. His wife is very attractive. Obviously, boobs huge. (laughs) (laughs) I need to to tweet that to Cliffy P. He'll love it. He'll love it when people call uh, call his wife hot. Which, fuck it, whatever. Anyway, um, so Cliff Lezinski, um 
talked to in an interview earlier this week he was mentioning a you know he, uh, people are teasing him about the new game he's working on and things like that he's working on a game he won't say anything about it but he said he said he's working on a game interesting little quote uh, he said during the interview was I'll never make a disc based game for the rest of my career and the reasoning behind that was because he was mentioning that the industry is changing in such a way to where it's just not profitable to make a game based on a disc anymore and I thought that was interesting it's just because it kind of shows us where we're going you know it, 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 it you know, but keep in mind, Cliff Lazinski, the man who strictly did not want Gears of War games on Windows PC because he thought PC gamers were um, nothing but pirates. So I, I, I'm trying to... Yeah, he said that. So he's very opinionated is what you're saying. Oh, he's one of the most popular um, uh, video game people on Twitter, for better or worse. He'll, he'll say things and then people just attack him for it. And occasionally it's deserved, but usually it's just something like... Did you guys see that episode of Breaking Bad? That was pretty awesome. And then everyone's like, fuck you! That wasn't awesome! And it, it, it's... Video games. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about this, though? I mean, uh, uh, such a such a man that knows a lot about the industry, he's been technically unemployed for the past three years now. Well, he's doing some right. But he's still driving his Lamborghini around every yeah. chance he gets. Um, well, I'm sh Never mind. I was going to say something that's probably not correct, so go ahead. Anyway, um... So the man's been technically unemployed for the past three years, but he's he's got an incredible amount of insight on the video game industry because he's been in the industry for 25 years, something like that. Oh, that's... Yeah. He's dude. been around, like, the whole time. He, You know who he's uh, best friends with? He's best friends with Tommy. Well, yeah, they've both been around they've the both whole been time. They've block for a while, <laughs> and, and they've got similar attitudes, but Tal in a good Tal way. Talarico? Yeah. Am I saying that name? Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Um... But I, I just thought that was interesting. This, you know, if anyone were to give insight into where the gaming industry is going, it's someone like Cliff Blazinski because he's seen everything and he he knows like he's embracing like Oculus Rift like no other, rightfully so, because it's awesome technology. But uh, it just seems like he's jumping the gun. Like I, I, we're going there, but I don't think we're unless he wants to have like a fifty-year career. I don't. Think he's gonna unless he's well unless he sticks to like this, this arcade game and stuff me, like that. Let me, let me let me paint you a picture of uh, Cliff Blazinski's um, uh, fanboyism into video games. He's a lot like me, believe it or not, when it comes to um, his love for the video game industry and stuff like that. This is the man that paid an ungodly amount of money for one of only two official Nintendo licensed replicas for the Master Sword. Wow. Yeah, wow! Used in the Skyward Sword commercials when they when they had the swords ah. coming, they they only made two of those. One was given away as, in a contest with Nintendo. The other one was sold at auction for charity. And Cliff Lazinski allegedly paid like ten grand for it. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> was it, uh, was it uh, one of the Child's Play auctions? Yes, it was. It was him and it was him and one of the guys from Penny Arcade that were like going at it for like twenty minutes, just like trying to outbid each other. Which I thought was like, wow, that's... I, I wish I could have seen that on pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But I, I always pay attention to what Cliffy B says just because he, you know, although he paints himself as this guy that's just kind of like a dude bro because he kind of is responsible for a lot of the dude bro community, what with Gears of War and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, he, he, he is very intelligent when it comes to this stuff, so I always like to pay attention to it just because he seems like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've talked about basically the whole physical to digital transition a couple times, mostly in relation to you know the Xbox One original plans and all that. And so, right. you know, n- not to go over the whole thing again, but I guess just to summarize my feelings in the matter, it's, you know, it, I, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you know, internet bandwidth and storage costs and everything are getting to the point now where, you know, mailing a disk that, that can hold 50 gigabytes, you know, going through the manufacturing printing process and, you know, putting it on like a shelf that takes up space and everything just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense when you could just press a button and get it in five minutes. Right. You know, it's, you know, it's um so I think it's inevitable. However, it's I, I'm not looking forward to it, um, which, you know, might, you know, all my precious collector's editions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think we said this before. I think collector's editions will still exist. They will just simply come with a download code instead of a disc. Yeah, but then, <laughs> I know it's not the same. No. But um, and and that's that's the thing. That's the thing that I don't like. You know, it's like I buy like all of my all of my movies. I buy digitally. All my music I buy digitally. But um, you know, um, it's you know my video games. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because they cost so much. Yeah. Like I, I figure, if I'm going to spend fifty or sixty bucks on something, I want something to be able to put on my shelf right. and have the option to sell to somebody else if I exactly. if I so desire. Exactly. You know, for like a ten dollar movie or a you know eight dollar, ten dollar, whatever CD. Right. Like I'm fine with that being digital. You know, just simply not to mention that all the different places that I want to be able to use that particular content, right. having it be digital, it just makes everything so much easier. Exactly. That's it's not, it's it's all in one spot. You know, yeah. it's just it's at your fingertips. Exactly. Like having like. The, you know that benefit doesn't really apply to digital games, especially right. ones that are console based. Right. Because anyway, you look at it, I have to have my Xbox One with me if I want to play an Xbox One game. Right. And so carrying around my Xbox One disc is not. Right. You know, it's a it's a you know one percent of the size of the Xbox One. So right. Really. Doesn't well, it's really an make extra four ounces when in yeah, the bag. <laughs> exactly. So you know. Uh, Inevitable, but I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, well, you know, we'll all cower in fear when our digital apocalypse comes forth. Or your hard drive fails and ten thousand dollars goes out the window. Yeah, don't remind me. That's that's (laughs) That's my thing. Sixty bucks. I want to physically hold sixty bucks. Yeah. Well, I I imagine (laughs) by that point it would all be tied to an account, and you'd. Well, it is now. I mean, like Microsoft and Sony already do that. Right. So. And then, and then you just have to go through the pain of re-downloading fucking everything, mm-hmm. which I find out every time I reboot up my gaming rig once every, like, two or three months, and I have to update fucking everything. <laughs> I really need to stop doing that. But anyway, uh, coming in at number three, a pair of uh, virtual reality stories coming out of the woodwork this week. Um, allegedly, according to a tip given to Tech Radar. Uh, a PlayStation 4 virtual reality headset will be revealed at Game Developers Conference, which is next month. Um, you okay over there, Goat? Yeah, I'm good. Just I don't. It's kind of a leap, isn't it, for like PlayStation 4 to VR? The the um so soon. A, a virtual reality headset has actually been rumored for the PlayStation 4 before. It was allegedly supposed to be revealed at Gamescom last year. Um. But that obviously didn't happen. Uh, something went wonky or something like that, or they wanted to hold it back, or they weren't like confident with the technology or something like that. But it was rumored to be revealed there. Um, the fact that these rumors are picking up again is kind of interesting. Um, well, I mean, interesting, and then this is the kind of thing, you know, Goat and I share a similar disability, you know, this is the kind of thing that we'll look at and it's just like, I wish I could try it. I'll let you guys know. (laughs) I'm still scared we're going to get obsoleted. Well. I'd be really mad if I get kicked out of my hobby. 
Well, you know, just, by, by then just, I think I might actually like save the money and get like a robot eye that shoots lasers or something. Yeah, because that's GPS. an option. <laughs> Be amazing. You're the secret CEO of Google. You can make it happen. I can't talk about it publicly. <laughs> if I could just get a glass eye with Google Glass built in, it'd be set. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would um, be amazing. <laughs> the last prototype I tried, man. Um, <laughs> I will sign up for that. I just, just, yeah, just, just to help, uh, for whatever it's worth, mm -hmm. settle your fears, go a little bit. Keep in mind, you can still put on a virtual reality headset and play games. You just, it just won't look won't like it's in 3D, 3D, which is what you're already, already currently experiencing, anyways. So oh, I guess you're not really true. losing anything. I always thought I was going to miss half the screen. Well, no, that's, no, no. That, that's another thing I'm kind of worried about. Yeah, like so this, I, I don't know how they work because yeah. I haven't, you know, tried them out or anything like that. But well, I, I keep imagining that it's going to be like split, like not well, maybe necessarily down the middle, but maybe like you know. Well, no, no, no. Near Th the think about you've seen footage of people playing Oculus Rift, right? It's no. got the <laughs> because I don't want to get on excited on YouTube. You haven't seen this? No, I don't want to get excited. Oh, <laughs> well, you should have because then you wouldn't be worried about this. When 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 people are playing Oculus Rift, yeah. um, the way that they do screen captures of this stuff is that um, when they record it or whatever, um, it's two copies of the screen on left and right. Oh, okay, and so they just um, you know I won't get into how 3D works right now because that's that's way off topic, but. Um, each eye does get both the full picture, so it's not like oh. you're only getting like half of the screen. It, it, that's not how it works. No. Oh, good. Because you would you wouldn't have because I mean think about it. If you had a line dra drawn down the, like the middle of your uh, screen, you know you still need to be able, your left eye still needs to be able to see the stuff on the right to be able to get that depth perception. So it's not well, like mine doesn't. But you don't have depth <laughs> perception, so I was saying you're explaining something you've never seen. Like we've seen it. <laughs> you, you're like the center line, but you like, have a general understanding on one side and it's color on the other. You have a general understanding of how it works for other people. Sort of, yeah. You have two eyes and they do something together to make it awesome. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Charlie, I think it's one of those things you'll never be able to explain to us. All you need to know is that if we'll be able to see it. You could go to a 3D movie and put on the glasses. It's red. You could go to one of the good 3D movies where the lenses are clear, and you'd be fine. I'm just. A, it sounds like a Simpsons joke or something like that. Can you imagine, like, just like someone with only one eye, they put on the old shitty 3D blue and red glasses, and they're just like, why is everything red? Uh, that's a personal experience. I, I, I know. <laughs> so, I, don't, I, remember, I remember when I seen Harry Potter, they had the first 15 minutes in 3D, and they will not refund you for that 15 minutes if you can't see it. Tried. Um, <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. Uh, but it was blurry. It was super blurry. Were you wearing the glasses? Yeah. You? Oh, you were. Mm -hmm. See, I've, oh, I've, that's I've, interesting. I've, I've, yeah. had the, I've had the. I've. I've had an opposite thing. If I put on the glasses, you know, the the quote unquote clear ones, mm -hmm. it makes the screen not blurry. But I, again, I'm only looking through one lens, so. Right, and you know, so so you're seeing. The one picture that's that's supposed to be on the left. Again, I'll, I'll, I'm going to stop myself from giving you <laughs> a half-hour explanation of how 3D works. Um, Wikipedia.com. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that org. org. Dot com gets you there, too. And whatever. Wikipedia gets you there. <laughs> you could just be like, Wicca, and it's like, Pedia? You're like, yes, go. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, anyways. Cool. The other bit of... Um, Virtual reality tech news, which broke just hours before we started recording. <laughs> Hot off the digital press. I really need to make a metal, like, breaking <laughs> news 
thing. Yes, you do. Yes, and we need to get our best Muppet voice forward. Huh? From the Muppet Show? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't hear what you said. We need to get our best Muppet voice forward. Oh, okay. Be the guy with the glasses and the plaid suit? Yes. Yes. Because Muppet News is always true. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, we've been we've actually been talking about the Oculus Rift quite a bit this episode, oddly enough. Um, but, but that's because the Oculus Rift has become so popular that they can't even make anymore right now. Um, allegedly, well, not allegedly, they themselves said it. Um, the uh, the top guys at Oculus Rift came forward and said, "Hey, so there was a part." It's no longer in production anymore that we put into the Oculus Rift. So because that part's not made anymore, we have to halt production until we can find a better way to make that part. Was this part being made for something else and they were just using it too? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oculus Rift apparently isn't... uh, I I imagine that Oculus Rift would be like almost entirely proprietary like components and things like that. Apparently it's not. Apparently it's just off-the-shelf shit that you can shove into a pair of sunglasses and you're good to go. Um, not literally. Exaggerating a bit, but okay. <laughs> um, Who puts stuff in their sunglasses? It, it was it was just creative freedom. Just, just don't okay, worry cool. about it. Um, so yeah, so the uh, Oculus Rift folks said we'll get production back underway as quickly as we can. Um, I, I, th- this is... There's apparently 50,000 Oculus Rift units floating around. Wow, that many. Yeah. Because they you know, they did the Kickstarter for the originals and stuff right. like that, and then they redesigned it, and now it's got the weird... Sorry, I'm just thinking of floating <laughs> Oculus Rifts. <laughs> it's very much like that uh, flying toaster screensaver from Windows 3.0. That was yes. scary. <laughs> I had the Star Trek version. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> um, Who didn't? Oh, probably a lot of us. <laughs> Says the guy that gave me the Lego Enterprise D today. Mega blocks. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, people people will know what that is. <laughs> sure, they will. <laughs> um, but the Oculus Rift folks said they're going to find a solution as quickly as possible, and I can only think with fifty thousand units out there, and apparently they're having trouble keeping up with the with the demand and stuff like that. Why isn't someone investing the shit into this? You know, I, yeah. Because this, this, you know, the Oculus Rift is immensely popular. Uh, out of all, especially all the new stuff that came out of like, you know, uh, what was the uh, CE, uh, Consumer Electronics Show and stuff mm-hmm. like that. All the press that came out about it, I didn't see a single bad word about it. And this is this is legitimately like could be the future of not just video games, but like you know, virtual entertainment and stuff like that. The fact that this thing doesn't have just like money pouring into a bucket somewhere is. Mind-boggling to me. The, yeah, the the Oculus Rift is going to be like the iPad was for tablets. Oculus Rift is for virtual reality headsets. Right. Because people have been trying to make tablets for forever, and then Apple comes out with the iPad, and they're all like, "Oh, that's how you do it." Yeah. All it takes <laughs> is one person to like, you know, yeah. get it right. Right. Yeah. Um. But see, the 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 thing about the Oculus Rift is it's not technically available to the public yet. Right. Fifty thousand units are supposed to go to developers, even though you could technically just drop three hundred bucks and say you're a developer and you've got one. Well, not anymore. But I mean, so I. But see, the thing that I'm getting confused at is that they're obviously making an a pretty good amount of these, and the demand is high enough. Yeah. Why can't they just have this company start making this part again for them? I don't know. You can uh, have any. I, I mean, like, so here, here's what's probably going to happen because pretty much anybody can come up with a design of a component, 
and like send it off to China, have somebody make it. Right. So that's probably what's going to happen here is that this yeah. particular company was probably making millions of these things because it was like a part in some TV or microwave or whatever right. somewhere. And, um, you know, now that uh, they're not just, making it anymore. Just imagining someone ripping apart their microwave and <laughs> gluing it to sunglasses. <laughs> that's a, that's a, don't do that. No, Everybody, no, don't do that. No, you'll probably get some kind of illness. Wait, no, wait. Toaster glasses. <laughs> So this, they're probably just gonna like maybe like buy or or, or you know or whatever the specs for whatever this component is. Mm. Find somebody in China to make it for them, and then that's what's happening, and that's the delay. And as soon as the part starts coming in, then um then that'll then they'll be back on their feet. You guys just don't see it, do you? What? It's the flux capacitor. That's what they're talking about. They just can't keep enough plutonium going here. I don't want plutonium that close to my face. I don't know. Doc had it at the center council. It's... <laughs> And did he ever have kids again? No. <laughs> I explained the hair too. <laughs> I have no. I, I, I have nowhere to go from that. <laughs> um, so, uh, and funny thing, I read this story first on Kotaku, and the first comment someone said, "Someone tell Techno Jesus," and they put a picture of John Carmack, the uh, guy behind Doom, and it. I mean, formerly he left a couple months ago. Um, the te- the game developer that's also a rocket scientist and then someone's like you realize that john carmack is the lead guy at oculus they're like oh so he probably found out first (laughs) i forgot that but yeah Uh, yeah Yeah, he's 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 if anyone was qualified to run the next generation of gaming it's him he totally missed his window on that i would if i was him i would have totally posted like the header with like the memo about the missing part and be like got it thanks I say he just calls up Elon Musk. He's probably got a million of them sitting in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> I think I understood that reference. Uh, the guy behind uh, SpaceX, Tesla, um, the Tesla Roadster cars. Um, yeah, uh, I did understand that yeah, reference. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I'm learning. <laughs> Wait a minute, Oculus Rift and a Tesla. Where do I sign up? <laughs> like you're virtually in your Tesla, but you're actually driving Google Glass. Yeah, it's a yes. <laughs> It seems dangerous now, but folks, we'll work out the bugs. So, so, so hang on. So, no, this drive. is an amazing game. It's constantly scanning your surroundings and, and replacing it with a virtual world, and you're in a game. That's and, the same as the real world? Yes. Yes, it, it, it's laid out. Like, when there's a real car next to you, there's a virtual car next to you. Like, it is, it's a skin on top of the real world that's happening around you. This and, would be amazing. You could finally get an achievement for going to work. <laughs> And just on the way, it can turn like the normal things you're supposed to do as you're driving, like turning on your turn signal. That's firing your lasers. At some- <laughs> oh, that no, that just sounds like a bad idea because then you got people driving down the road sporadically with their hazards on. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to. No, 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 it won't make you do things that you wouldn't normally be doing anyways. So it's when when you're turning. That still seems ridiculous. So dangerous. Only, so the Martians only attack you when you turn. <laughs> I didn't say it was perfect. How come can we, like, can we I didn't want to fight them. I wasn't can, leveled up. Can we combine these with those automatic Google cars and, and then just, you know. Oh, just... yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then we got Google Maps yes, up to date because you just Bike. put the camera Yes, on. I can. <laughs> Good. Get on that. And the first one will have Gamerhead logos all over it. <laughs> Sponsorship. <laughs> Free Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> 
and sponsorship. This episode brought to you by Tesla. Anyway, <laughs> coming at number two. Speaking of John Carmack, Doom is a thing again. Sorry. I hang on, hang on. I have to replace his microphone. <laughs> and his pants. No, no. Don't don't replace those. You like to sit in soil. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's an overshare. <laughs> My night's been successful. Anyway, so this is so uh, free towel rack. <laughs> so the next Wolfenstein game looks like one of the most blah games ever. Just um, generic sequel cash it's, grab. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, the trailers have been cool, but I mean, it's Wolfenstein in the year 2014. How exciting can it be? The when, last one was pretty meh, right? Yeah. The last one was, it had some good ideas, but I mean, it was it, it was largely just, yeah, okay, it's yeah, I'm Wolfenstein. Waiting. I'm waiting for Wolfenstein forever. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> because I know better by now. Um... So, the Wolfenstein The New Order is coming out eventually, but apparently if you pre-order the game, you will get access into a beta for the next Doom game. So, as you guys can probably imagine, as soon as I saw the trailer, I pre-ordered the game. Um, I, I didn't say I enjoyed it, but... <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I, I pre-ordered the Doom beta that comes with Wolfenstein. Ah. <laughs> that just sounds like... I can just see you at your computer going... Oh. You know, you gotta take the bad with the good. <laughs> Click. <laughs> it's worth it in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought this bit of news was particularly interesting because this is the first time that Bethesda has publicly acknowledged that the next Doom game exists. Mm-hmm. Because they've gone through great lengths, even at like QuakeCon and stuff like that, when they're doing Q and A's, they'll tell everyone during Q and A's is just like, if you ask about Doom, you'll be kicked out. Just stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, so it, it's... it's this, this is the first time they've acknowledged that it's a thing. But interesting thing, they're not calling it Doom 4. They're calling it Doom Beta. They're calling it just the next Doom game. So, Oh, I hope that name sticks. <laughs> the next Doom game? Do you think it might be a reboot? I don't... I don't know. Like, if they're not putting, like... If they're not basically... Uh, I mean, Doom 3 was basically a reboot. I mean, because the, the first two games were, like... The, the first two games were just like bloody shoot 'em ups just kill all the demons you can. Doom 3 was more survival horror without any real survival. Um, it was just spooky and you couldn't see fucking anything. Yeah. Are we really waxing about Every Doom's a remake of Doom. It's the same thing. <laughs> no, they're not. Doom 1 and 2 were different, technically. But I mean, like, there was a um, guy with a gun, some hands, shoot stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you're, you're talking like night and day here. I mean, I mean, if you want to get down to the details or not details for that matter, but I mean, it, it's it's you know, it's it's doom. And I, I know, it. I know. I just, I don't know. I'm skeptical. I, I really think. Well, it's, you don't like first person. No, games. not even that. It's like, and I've had conversations about it like, as soon as they announced and stuff like that. It's I I I want it to work. I really do because it's doom and it's iconic and all that. But I, we might have passed the window where it's not relevant anymore because most of the new gamers don't even know what the hell doom was. They were in diapers. That's true. You remember when I did my first video games live show? I the one of the videos that someone shot of my performance, I, which I mashed Doom and Pokemon. Um, I was yeah. explaining that the first part of the song comes from one of the most iconic shooters of all time. Someone said Goldeneye. I'm like no, Doom. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it's it's. That's what I'm afraid of. It's like, what the hell's Doom? Oh, it's a brand new game. No, Scott. It's been around for 25 <laughs> yeah. years. And they'll be like, oh, I don't want to play it. It's retro. I'll still play it. Yeah. I, I replayed Doom 1 and 2 when they remade 3. Well, quote-unquote, remade 3. Yeah. So, 
Oh, well. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it, there's a lot riding on it. I'll still play the shit out of it. And like I said, I pre-ordered a Doom beta that comes with Wolfenstein, so yeah. it is what it is. So, I, I think it's interesting when, whenever a high-profile, whenever, whenever like a demo or a beta or whatever for a high-profile game is bundled in with another game, mm-hmm. to me that always seems like that's the, the developer Admitting saying... that they know the game won't do that well without it? Yes. Yeah. I don't know anybody... <laughs> That bought Zone of the Enders for Zone of the Enders. I want the worker to be known that I'm raising my hand. You you would have bought that game if it did not come with the Metal Gear Solid demo? I did buy that game. Just for it. I didn't play Metal Gear at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. I bought Zone of the Enders because I played a demo. I'm like, this is really cool. I should buy it. Mommy, can I buy it? And then we bought it. Wow, that really hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I drove myself to the game store that day. (laughs) I bought Zone of the Enders for Zone of the Enders, and then but you Metal Gear came bad taste. That doesn't count. No, I enjoy <laughs> Zone of the Enders. I probably would have bought Zone of the Enders for Zone of the Enders eventually at some point, but I pre-ordered <laughs> it because of the Metal Gear Solid demo. I mean, don't get huh. me wrong. I bought the Zone of the Enders HD collection because it came with a Metal Gear Rising demo, but yeah. it, it, that's decades later. A decade later. That's kind of funny. They worked the first time, so why not do it the second time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good on them. Hey, man, it works. I don't think I've ever bought a game for a demo. Honestly. I've done that a lot, actually, and I'm not necessarily... Oh, I, I, I almost rebought Castlevania uh, Lords of Shadow 1, the Ultimate Edition, because it came with a demo for Lords of Shadow 2. Almost. Didn't. Almost. You were making me feel really good about myself for buying stuff <laughs> for, like, outfits. <laughs> Like, I pre-order Fable, it's like, oh, I get a new outfit! That has nothing to do with anything, but I didn't buy it for a demo. <laughs> I have a problem. So, um, so then are we agreeing that the Wolfenstein game is probably going to be shit? It's Wolfenstein. There's I don't much know. See, there's a new with. developer behind it that hasn't done anything, so it could really, it could legitimately go either way. Like I said, I'm going to try it no matter what now, because once I get tired of the Doom beta, after replaying through it 60 times, I'll be like, oh yeah, this came with a game. That's amazing. You know what was another game that did that? That is amazing, though. Huh. Well, I'm done with the beta. <laughs> the hell's this case doing? Oh shit, that's why they came with it. <laughs> you know what another game that did that? Probably the most infamous one next to Zone of the Enders? Crackdown. Came with the Halo 3 beta. Yes. That, yeah, that's I remember way. a ton uh-huh. of people who bought Crackdown and never played it. Just They just wanted the key for Halo 3. But pe- uh, people who have played Crackdown love it. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. great. I Which... wish they would make another one with an actual different setting this time. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, that's why I play Infamous now. Anyway. So, yeah, Doom. Doom, 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 Doom. Doom, 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 Doom. Insert Gurr doing the Doom song here. Coming in number one, probably the most ridiculously shocking news of the week. Um, probably the only news I've seen in my entire career that legitimately, like, I can't believe this happened. Um, Irrational Games, the studio behind uh, last year's apparently not as smash hit Bioshock Infinite, um, is shutting down. Uh, by the end of the month, the Irrational Games will lay off all but 15 people at the studio. And those 15 people will remain to finish the last piece of DLC for Bioshock Infinite, and then Irrational Games will just shut its doors. Um, and the lead guy behind the studio, Mr. Ken Levine, uh, said that he wants to focus on more uh, story narrative driven games. Um, with smaller teams and don't require as big of a, you know, the amount of people that Bioshock Infinite had. So, um, 
I mean, th- this this really came out of left field. But then, you know, people started digging up, like, sales numbers for Bioshock Infinite and stuff like that. Apparently, it didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it did well. It did ridiculously well critically, obviously. I mean, I think it I think it got almost... I think it was number two in Game of the Year awards department, probably second only to The Last of Us. Um but I, I, apparently, and I, these numbers may not be necessarily accurate, um, because I don't think we actually have accurate numbers for the games, considering it's been out for almost a year now. Um, the most reliable sales we have is that Take-Two reported the game that Bioshock Infinite shipped 3.7 million copies to retail by their May 2013 financial report, and then surpassed 4 million in late July. So they only moved... Th- they only moved 300,000 into uh two yeah two months um which we can assume uh, goat and I came up with we can assume they pro- sales probably tapered off by September which what release came out in September Grand Theft Auto 5 so the game killer of all we can assume that it everybody finished out at maybe 5 million sold mm-hmm. and was cut short by well, Grand Theft Auto, which pretty much kills everything. And don't forget, too, in that span of time between May and July, that's also when The Last of Us came out. So that's also when mm-hmm. you know sales started slipping and stuff like Everybody that. Everybody got something new to play. So let's say Bioshock Infinite only sold 5 million units. Yeah. That's not a lot compared to how much time and money they put into Bioshock Infinite. I mean, it was in development for like 4 or 5 years. Yeah, That's a I, million units a year. That's not, yeah, that's a good point. That's not a lot. No. Um, I mean, with a game like Bioshock Infinite, at least, I mean, it got to the, it probably got to the point where Take Two was literally just throwing money at Ken Levine saying, we just want it to be out. We just want to recoup our losses. Just please put the fucking game out. Um, So, I mean, so this, I guess this isn't necessarily surprising, but I mean, I don't know. It is and it isn't. You know, Irrational Games seems like the studio that's been around forever. Because it did games like System Shock 2 and stuff like that, you know? Well, this also leads into what we were talking about a little bit off-air, too, VJ. Because it goes into that Doom thing. Like, they mm-hmm. only got so long to get this thing out before the hype's While over. While it's being relevant. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh, it's the third Bioshock. You got a window on that before no one cares anymore. We and learned yeah. with Duke Nukem. And you, have to, and you have to keep in mind, I mean, Infinite had like a $100 million ad campaign and stuff like that. Yeah, I, re- just, I remember every time that stupid commercial came on and that song got stuck in my head. And my parents were asking me, it's just like, this girl's about to be hanged. This seems like a really violent game. I'm like, yes, Mom, this is what video games are about. Scary stuff. <laughs> the um, the little uh, video game, like, kiosk thingy at Target, but you can go up to and, like, like have the touch screen and, like, yeah. use it to find games is still playing the Bioshock commercial with that song. And it's been out for almost a year now. Yeah. Man. I'm surprised it could show that, actually. Because it's not, like, a bad trailer, but whatever. They just put the Target symbol over the bad parts. (laughs) Over what's-her-name's head? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, they... That, and then the um, Rihanna Call of Duty trailer are the two things I always hear when I'm in there. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, apparently it was in a Call of Duty game. Oh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Mm. Apparently, hundred million dollars gets you uh, almost a year's coverage at Target. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, I, I guess relatively speaking, I guess I'm not that surprised either. Now that I think about it, because I'm seeing like used copies of Infinite going for like ten bucks now. 
Yeah, I mean, well, remember, it was it was really, I remember when we got a press release like a month ago or so, maybe even before that, um, that said something like Bethesda and 2K teaming up to package Bioshock Infinite and Skyrim. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, what? I mean, sure, two great games packaged in one, but it seemed like such an unlikely combo. Yeah. I wonder if that was because Skyrim was just such a runaway success that they wanted Bioshock to also be a success or something. So I just thought about this. Hmm. So since they're still playing that at Target, does that mean that Bioshock Infinite's like ad campaign will last longer than the company itself? <laughs> Apparently so. Yes. How messed up will that be? In like two months, and you're like, "Oh, that company went out of business." I should probably pick up that game. <laughs> Thanks, Target. Yeah. Well, one of the last uh, WW13 did that way. THQ went under like the week that game came out, and then suddenly, like a couple weeks later, the, the copies of WW13 with THQ's logo on it are collectors' <laughs> items now because all of them say 2K now. Mm-hmm. That's why so, I still have mine. That's why I still have mine. <laughs> But that um, made sense. That was like, you know, flame and glory. We've seen it coming. Yeah. This was just kind of like, oh, hey, by this the way. This came out of nowhere. So. But what what I think is really cool about this, and I say this every time a studio closes down, is that as soon as the story broke, you look on social media and tons of people are just trying to spread the news of other development studios that are hiring and stuff like that. Um, most notably, uh, uh, a lot of people from Polygon and... Uh, and uh, Joystick were retweeting a ton of different PR people that are just like, hey, Naughty Dog is hiring, you know, ArenaNet is hiring, you know, uh, Sony Santa Monica is hiring. I'm just like, this is cool. Irrational Jobs was the number one trending hashtag on Twitter all day when the story broke. And wow. that just kind of warmed my heart to know that the, the industry is supporting itself and trying to support these hundreds of people that lost their jobs and stuff well, like and that. Well, and it's good business on them anyways because now, you know, Jeff from Irrational's free. Well, Jeff's yeah. the greatest shader in the business. Yeah. Well, we wanted Jeff four years ago. Well, see, let's the, get a hold of Jeff. This is kind yeah. of an unfortunate thing too, where you know when a big game is finished, a lot of the staff is laid off because mm-hmm. a lot of it is like contract uh, contract stuff. You know, oh, once yeah. the game is done, you're out of mm-hmm. a job. Sorry, they yeah. only keep like necessary quote unquote people. Yeah. Um, Especially with big studios like this, because it's like, well, we don't have another job right now. We'll, well, we'll wait until yeah. we have to make Bioshock Infinite 2 or something. Yeah, they you know? hire you for that specific job. When that job's over, right. you go find a new job. I seem to remember the credits in Bioshock Infinite being very, very, very long. They with were. The of, with the number of studios that they farmed different stuff out to. They, it, it was. Yeah. I think it was second only to Ubisoft games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but Ubisoft thinks themselves and like with five Ubisoft, times. that's just between Ubisoft's like 15 different studios. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> so. We'd like to thank Ubisoft. Again and again and again. No, they, they list like every single, like at least other companies have the decency to just like, okay, this one is NTSC, so Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft America, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like the relevant companies. No, they list everyone that has ever worked at Ubisoft while the game was in production. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the janitor was thanked in the last Ubisoft game I played. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ted, for cleaning. <laughs> Keep up that brooming. <laughs> we'll see you next game. On a complete non sequitur, when do we start including development babies in production in production credits? Because that's a thing now, and I don't remember when. That's, that's been a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, when did that start? Because that oh, at least when they started having babies. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't thank them before. That's that. been a thing for at least 15 years. That long, really? Because I remember when I was playing. Um... 
I, I, I think it was the first Metal Gear Solid. I was like replaying it on the on a, as a PS1 classic and stuff like that. And it was going through the credits, and it had it. It had like you know development babies and stuff like oh. that. And that was like '97. I only noticed it in the last like couple of years, so I, I thought it was a relatively new thing. But okay, still a pretty cool head nod from your pops or mom. Oh, oh, for sure. Why do you have that old copy of that old game? I'm in it. <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? Where it listed me as Baby Jack Jack? That's no, me. Notice how I framed this game in this screenshot. They work together. <laughs> and highlighted yeah. this name here. That, that's, that's, that's me. Yep. Well, that means while this game was being made, my parents were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you claim it on board, baby? What? Like, shouldn't it be on open air by the time you put them on a video game? <laughs> what? He's saying, can you credit a baby as a development baby um, while the mother is still carrying the development baby? I more meant that, like, the game was in development for more than nine months. And so the baby was born at the end of it and was conceived while the game was still being developed, which means while the game was being developed, parents were doing it. Well, maybe if he was staying at his job and working, it would have took so long to make the game. <laughs> the greatest conversation I've seen between these two in a long time. It's an unexpected left turn. <laughs> anyway, our best uh, our best wishes to everyone who uh, were formerly at Irrational. We hope they all land on their feet. You know, regardless of what you think of the game, it's always a uh, an unfortunate thing to see when people lose their jobs. So, and my best wishes to anything having anything to do with Bioshock. Please, please don't go away. Well, I think Bioshock's done at this point. I mean, 2K owns the license to Bioshock, so they could totally just pawn it off in another studio. But the last time that happened, we got Bioshock 2, and that wasn't as great as the first one. As great, but it was still good, it, it I was, thought. It was decent. Yeah, I, I, I don't it. know. It felt too much like the first one. I, That's I, not necessarily a bad thing, but I wanted yeah, something exactly. more, you know. But whatever. I, but just yeah. want, I just want more Rapture. You should probably play the DLC for Bioshock Infinite, then. As soon as the second part comes out, I will. Yeah. Yeah. What anyway. happened to your episodic theory? Shouldn't you have already played the first episode? Hey, hey, hey. No, he has a very good point. Touche, sir. <laughs> yeah, but look at, like, Valve with the, with Half-Life. You know, that was supposed to be the same thing, episodic, but that didn't happen. It's all on the developer. No, I know that it's going to come out if that's where he was going. Oh, okay. Or if that's if that's. No, I was just saying, his deal is we were, we're trying to slim down Charlie's game time so he can actually finish stuff. So if he takes two things and makes a longer game time, there's less likely that's going to happen. Oh, so yeah. if he just plays his episode now and waits for the second episode, he'll finish both. Yeah, you have a very good point. Uh, <laughs> in my defense, my reasoning for it was because, as I understand it, the first episode is not that great. And so I wanted to, I'm hoping that the second episode will be better. So I can kind of just go from like not that great directly into hopefully better. As opposed to having to deal with not so great and having that sit on my palate until whenever the next episode comes out. That was my working theory. You do, however, have a very good point. Makes you also sense. run the risk of worse. Yes, that's true, too. <laughs> I bought the season pass, so I've already paid for the stupid thing, so. <laughs> how much did the season pass run you? Uh, I want to say 20. Okay, Bitcoin. good. And it was, um, you know, I, I also, but by the time the, um, the first DLC that, like, Arena thing came yeah, out or whatever it was nobody really played yeah um i i was interested in it but it had been so long since i played the game i just I, what my, my plan was is to go and play the story dlc and in the process refamiliarize refamiliarize myself with the game and the mechanics and the gameplay and everything yeah and then kind of check out the arena stuff while it, just playing the game was more fresh in my mind right um 
but yeah so interesting thing i just remembered um ken levine a couple years ago announced a bioshock game for the vita oh really that was never officially canceled as far as i know so i wonder what's going on with that Pretty that sure. was you not yeah me. that was me i just <laughs> i just caught myself there <laughs> it's spreading yeah i'm yes, trying to kill my it. children which I mean goat, because I don't think Charlie has taken on any of my little nuances yet. <laughs> Not that one, at least. Not that one. Now, if anything, he's going to hate retro. That's the one I'm going with. <laughs> and one day he's just be like, screw it all, it's on an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to denounce console gaming yeah. forever. This Mobile is the future. Forever. No. <laughs> just no. You say that now. Yes, I do. <laughs> but you were just complaining about having to drag your TV and Xbox One everywhere. <laughs> That, that, that was not my point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Irrational Games. Anyway, etc. But yeah, that's the news for the week. Um, for our feature story today, I'm reviewing a game for the first time in 50 episodes. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Conclusion to the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy, Lightning Returns Final Fantasy Thirteen is officially out in the wild, and I've played all of it, because that's the kind of thing I do. No, when you say no, all no, no, no. of it. Yeah. Uh, I've not 100%ed it, I've played it from start to finish, the credits rolled, and I did about... Does it give you an overall percentage? Like it does not. Oh. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact number of side quests I did. I did about 51 side quests. It does give me the number of side quests I did because that's important. Um, and I did 60 quote-unquote canvas of prayers quests, which are just collecting shit from monsters and turning them in. This review will not contain spoilers for Lightning Returns. It will, however, contain light spoilers for the other two Final Fantasy 13 games, but nothing that should be not known at this point if you, if you pay hear. attention to video games at all. 500 years after the events of Final Fantasy 13 2, Lightning comes back as God's Savior. Sorry, how many years? 500 years. Apparently some sort of... Are, and she's still hot? I'm about to get to that. <laughs> okay, good. After the events of Final Fantasy XIII 2, time was distorted to the point where people didn't age anymore. Nobody could die of natural causes. They could still die from illness and injury. However, people were not born anymore. So it left a perpetual state of people being the exact age they were when the time distortion happened for 500 years. Sorry, but people could still be killed. People could still be killed. But people could not be born anymore. But I people see. could not be born. So okay. everyone's kind of, you know, oh my god, what's going on with it? You know, okay. an appropriate level of panic. Okay. Lightning returns as God's savior, told to save the souls of the living as much as she can before the, day, before the world ends in 13 days. Through the course of the story, Lightning finds out that some of the most important souls that she has to save are actually those of some of her dearest friends and comrades from former battles. Uh, in the process, she's picked up a few new skills along the way. No longer do you have any of the uh, turn-based combat, or I guess it really wasn't turn-based, the party-style combat of the other two Final Fantasy games. You only play as Lightning this time around. However, the difference here is that instead of one ATB bar, which I don't know what it stands for, I think it's Active Time active Battle. Active Time Battle, yeah. Yeah, fucking whatever. Um <laughs> Instead of one ATB bar, now you've got three, which means you can switch between three different, they're called schemata, which is a really weird name, but this is Square Enix we're talking about. Each of these schemata can be customized with different weapons and adornments and other sorts of customizations and glasses 
just because I apparently love putting glasses on lightning with absolutely everything. Um, to customize your style of battle with each individual outfit, uh, so as such, I went the old school route and I had an attacker, a mad, a, oh, ma mage. a, a mage. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I like magic um, fella. An, <laughs> an attacker, a mage, and a uh, healer and debuffer. Early on in the game, Lightning learns that God will wake up in 13 days and save humanity from whatever it is that's going on with the time and stuff like that. However, when right. you start the game, the timer in the upper corner says you only have six days left. So it's up to you to... Yes, Goat, that means you need to get an additional seven days. I was like, the math isn't working out here. <laughs> Lightning needs to save the souls of people in order to extend that to the full 13 days where God will wake up and create a new world and get rid of the old one because the old one is dusty and no one likes it anymore. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm so lost. <laughs> so the world is going to end in six days, but God's going to wake up in 13? God, God's going to wake up in 13 days, and you can delay the, quote-unquote, delay the apocalypse, if you will. If you manage to save enough souls and offer them to the uh, magical tree Yggdrasil, which is literally a giant flower with roots made of wings. Okay. That's the most, out of everything, that's, that's made the most sense out of everything you've said so far. So when Lightning saves these souls, she offers, the, she offers a, some sort of substance known as Irradia, which she gets from completing main quests and side quests to this tree, and then the tree offers you more days inevitably getting to... How does the tree have control of the number of days you have? It's a, it's a special tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is anybody else, like, wondered why God's sleeping to begin with? Do He's God. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Oh, he just took, like, a week off? <laughs> so what happens... So, wait, hang on. So, so what happens if you just unpause the game and just let it sit there and let the timer run out? Uh, literally, if you remain idle for about 30 seconds, the game pauses itself for you. Okay, that's not my point. <laughs> what happens when the timer runs out? If you don't manage to make it to the 13th day and you and your time runs out, it's just New Game Plus at that point. You get a you get basically a lengthy game over screen and then you start back at the first day. So it's kind of like Majora's Mask in that respect. So you remember Majora's Mask, if you made it to the end of the third day and you didn't have any everything done, you started back at the first day. But you've got you still got all your powers, you've got all your garbs, you've got all your schemata, you've got everything. Oh, man. It's the Groundhog's Day game. <laughs> Groundhog's Day game? Yeah, the Bill Murray movie. I'm, I'm familiar with the movie. Yep. You can do everything you can, and when you wake up, you start from scratch. <laughs> um, interesting thing to note about the game. Apparently, if you finish the five main quests among four different regions, you're guaranteed to see... Day 13, however, the side quests enable you to see an additional day, an additional dungeon, and get you ultra-powerful gear and stuff like that. So, but, but here's the thing about all this. You're so focused on having to do the main quests. You guys know how I play games. I like to do all the side stuff I can first and then go into the main stuff. I had to reverse my thinking for this because the main quests have to be done no matter what. So I went out of my way. I did I did the main quests. I finished those by day like five out of thirteen. Well, technically fourteen because I did enough side quests. I finished those by like day five, and so it told me it's just like yeah you've you know you've got enough days got to get it. to thirteen and stuff like that. And then it's just like great I get to do everything else. So I but 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 that backwards thinking where you're doing everything important first and then just yeah I guess I'll just kill time until the end of the world here. 
<laughs> did you did you find it challenging, like not I, doing the middle grinding stuff that we're used to doing? A lot of it, a lot of it really is like a lot of time management stuff like that. Especially once you get into you know certain quests, you can't activate certain parts until certain times. Like there's an actual like. Uh, an actual clock in the corner of the screen that'll tell you how many days you have left and what time it is. So a mission, you know, a mission, for example, in the uh, in the Wildlands, which is why, which is a big like grassy area. A mission in the Wildlands might not start until 2 p.m. Meanwhile, you're looking at a clock and going, well, it's 8 a.m. and I'm in another city. I'm in I'm in Luxarian, which is kind of like a city area. So I should try to see what I should do around here, and then you mop up quests that are in Luxarian that are starting now and stuff like that. There's even some sections of the maps that aren't even open until, like, you know, day or night, which means that you can't finish quests if you can't get to the certain area of the city. I, there were a lot of quests, in uh, again, in Luxarian. There's a section of the map called the Warren, which is only open between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m., I found it really hard to get anything done in there just because I was doing everything around during the day. And then just I've completely forgot to go there at night because by the nighttime I was too mopped. I was too like engrossed in main quests and stuff like that. Now the kicker here, the part where it comes to how you know what day it is, every single day at 6 a.m. Lightning has to quote unquote ascend to the Ark. Um, where she offers up the Aradia she's gotten from the souls from the day prior, and occasionally there's other goodies and weapons and stuff sitting there, and you also talk to Hope from the other two games. So she's checking in with Sleeping God and dropping off her goods every day? Yes. Okay. That seems <laughs> weird. Now, the only... The, the combat in Lightning Returns actually works really well, being able to assign different attacks to different garbs and things like that. You could... Theoretically, it's so smooth that you could do an upswing with a sword with one garb and then swing downwards with a different one. And you could rack up these huge combos and stuff like that in the stagger system from previous Final Fantasy Thirteen games returns, um, even though it's a little bit less complicated, yet more complicated at the same time. There's no, like, percentage that you had to hit like the other two games, but now you have to, like, fulfill certain... You know criteria so that this will hit the first level of stagger. This will hit the second. This will hit the third, and so that starts racking up more and more damage, and that actually becomes a big part of boss battles later on in the game and stuff like that. The only thing that really kind of threw me off about Lightning Returns is that you don't uh, you don't get experience through normal means through battling or anything like that. You could go through the entire game and never fight just a random monster running around. You could go through the entire game and only fight the boss monsters, but that's only possible because you only get experience and you only level up, so to speak. There are no levels, but you still, you know, your stats go up. You only gain experience through doing side quests, which, as, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the side quests are usually just a lot of fetch quests or go here, kill this thing, bring the thing back to me, which is just a combat fetch quest, you know, or, like, go talk to this person, go talk to this person. It's a lot of point A to point B to, you know, turn the quest in. Um, I hated that because, I, like, I got to the point, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything here, I got to the final boss and I had a really hard time with him. But once you get there, there's no way you can go back and do other quests and stuff like that. So you're screwed. I mean, it gives you a way out by giving you a crystal that says, I'll set you back at day one if you don't think you can do it. But then it's just like, great, now I have to play the whole fucking game again. Because I can't go into these rooms over here and just kill monsters until I'm a ridiculously high level. So it creates kind of a weird... Like barrier, like if you like the side quests are actually pretty well done. I mean, they don't have the production that the main quests do, but there's some stories in there that are really, if they were fleshed out, they were really well written. 
Um, but they're just, they just feel like such a chore to do because they feel like such an afterthought and they're not polished very much. This is weird though. That you would get experience from a side quest and not a main quest. Yeah. You get you get experience from the main quest as well, but oh. there's only five oh, right. main quests. Yeah, so but it's only so compl- it's, it's only completing main and side quests. There's no there's no grinding. You can't grind. No, is what you're you telling can't me. grind unless you just like I'm gonna finish this block of quests and this block of quests. That's your grinding. Just managing time and like mm-hmm. your tasks and stuff like that. You'd be great at it, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. your that's your grinding though. Just figuring like, okay, I gotta go here at this time, I gotta go over here, I can mop up these two here, I can fight these guys. I can it's all that. That's huh. the grinding. There's no there's no like just sitting in a field for an hour and just slaughtering monsters until you hit level thirty. You know, it's it, it, that's So here's an interesting question. Would you think it would be would you be more how to word this? Would you be more like open to the idea if it w- wasn't Final Fantasy? That was actually something I was thinking about when I was playing Lightning Returns. You know, a lot of people didn't like Final Fantasy 13 because it didn't feel like Final Fantasy. I was skeptical about Lightning Returns because it didn't feel like Final Fantasy 13. So it does feel even less like Final Fantasy. I mean, of course, some of the monsters are there, the characters are there, you know, every, uh, almost every character from the previous 13 games. Final Fantasy 13 games, not the previous 13 yeah. games. Um, <laughs> oh, look almost, at Steve from almost, one. <laughs> almost every character from the past two games makes a return at some point. You know, whether they're you know part of the main quests or they just kind of show up during a cutscene or they make a cameo appearance, appearance, appearance or something like that. Um, so, I mean, the, the connections are there, but... It's to the point where, like, you know, it really doesn't feel like Final Fantasy. I mean, there, there's a part... The Wildlands is one of my favorite areas because it feels like it should be in a Final Fantasy game. It's that idyllic, like, endless green field with, like, mountains in the, you know, mountains in the distance and chocobos running around and being slaughtered by dragons and stuff like that. And I fucking... I got really sad. Um, but then I had a chocobo and I was better. And he fought with me. It was great. Um... <laughs> But but that's like Final Fantasy to me, and I, I just kept running around there, just like exploring and things like that, and uh, just like trying to take down monsters, but then I found myself avoiding the combat, which is a shame because the combat is really smooth, and I love it, and you could everything's so customizable to the point where, you know, you could have it so that an entire schemata is nothing but, like, attacks. Or another one is nothing but fire magic or something like that. I mean, that's dumb because then... It all uses the same ATB meter, so you're literally just using multiple buttons for the same attack. But, I, I mean, it's it's so fluid, it's so quick, it's so smooth. I mean, the only way it could be smoother if it was if it went, like, completely action RPG and just made it, like, one button press equals one swing of a sword or something like that. Um, and it really hurts me that combat is one of the best improved things about Lightning Returns and stuff like that, and it made me feel like I don't want to touch combat whatsoever just by making me f- making me focus on the quests and stuff like that. So has it gone? Has it? Have they gone too far from home with this one? Would you say? Like, are they? Are they, they have they like gone off the deep end finally? And like, they're just something that way always, out there. Something that I've always said about Square Enix ever since thirteen came out and it got such divisive reviews. I applaud Square Enix for taking a name that people know and trying something new with it, as opposed to, you know, we see Mario games twenty six years later and it's still the same game that it was twenty six years ago, just with prettier colors. And, and cat two, suits. And cat suits. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> and two screens. And sometimes two screens. One of them doesn't always work. Anyway. <laughs> 
But Final Fantasy, I mean, Final Fantasy is a game that over the past few decades has actually evolved. You know, you could play every single game, and there's something dramatically different about gameplay in every single one. So I applaud Square Enix for trying something new. I just wish that they had designed it in such a way that it didn't feel so... It didn't make the player feel so critical of themselves. I mean, I al I've always said that I hate time limits. I actually didn't have a huge problem with lightning returns because I abused one of the abilities like crazy. You get um, you get these abilities that you use. Um, it's called EP, which stands for like extra play. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, musician over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what EP stands for, but it's a thing. Um, but you get a, so many slots, and you only gain it back by defeating monsters, which, okay, that's cool. But these, um, these magic points go into, like, you know, curing yourself or teleporting yourself to another area of the map. Or um, you get an ability earlier in the game called Chronostasis, which literally freezes time for a good maybe in-game hour. You know, but so you could theoretically like troll the heck out of the game just by always activating it as soon as it goes off and then just fighting every monster you get. That's how I managed to essentially complete the game by day five with nine more days left. You know, there actually got to a point where the last few days I literally just went to a hotel, said, yeah, I go to 6 a.m. So I go back to the arc. I didn't do anything those days. I was just like, yeah, I just want to finish the game. Just 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 go. <laughs> Um, so it's such a weird kind of thing between the time limit and having to manage where you're going and, and not being able to, you know, level up in a traditional way and depending entirely on the quests. But th that's something I kind of wanted to touch on. I don't think any reviewer really kind of looked in the side quests like they should have. And I don't blame them because, like I said, the side quests really aren't fleshed out. But there were a couple of side quests that were so well written that I wish that they almost had, like, they were almost a main quest. I mean, they didn't. They focused on just random NPCs and their like pasts, pasts and stuff like that, and like how they're coping with being alive for five hundred years and how many people they've seen like close to them. Just like, you know, everyone's just depressed as hell because it's been five hundred years. They haven't aged at all. Some kids have been kids for five hundred years. Think about that. You so know, they have the the wisdom and so the knowledge. The so they have a wisdom of someone who's lived for five hundred years, but they're still a kid. Yeah, and, you know. And then some people like you know it didn't apply to animals. You know, so some oh. people, so some people like Charlie, you would have been wrecked because yeah. you would have lived five hundred years and all your pets would have been gone. Sure. You know, there was there was a side quest where over a person, and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was a person where there's a side quest where a person tried to save their cat and accidentally kind of um, became their cat. And the whole, the whole, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay. So that whole side quest is that that person's Was soul. Was it like a magical accident or something like that? That person's soul is in their cat because their cat died. And so that person's body is just kind of wandering around <laughs> and you need to wake up that body. It's weird, but but yes, but but for everything like that, there's a touching story. Like there's this there's this guy in the no 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 listen 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 okay. this, this might unfreeze your cold heart. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> so one of the stories that touched me the most was that there was a, I was battling a boss in Luxurian, um, and there was a guy that was like half conscious and drunk. His name was Lackley. He said that he had lost his wife centuries ago, like not uh, like she passed away, like physically lost her. Like I can't find her. Um, 
he asked Lightning to try to find her and uh, and said that she might be in the city of Yusnan, which is like a really high class, ritzy kind of like Las Vegasy area, but in Final Fantasy. So and he gives you this ring and says she's got one exactly like this. Can you please find her for me? And so you go and finish the quest, and you, or you go and pursue it, and you find out that there was this chef that had the exact same ring. And the person at this restaurant said, "Well, yeah, but she was very old. I don't think you know they would be the same because Lackley's like you know he looks like he's twenty years old and she's like eighty, you know, stuff like that." And then you go and investigate this further, and then you find another person that's like Lackley sent you, right? And Lightning says, "Well, yeah, Lackley sent me." And then she's, and then this girl says, "You need to follow me." And then she t- brings you to a graveyard where this woman died, and she tells you, "This is Lackley's wife. She, for some reason, wasn't uh, affected by the time distortion and stuff like that, and so she aged normally." And she left Lackley because she didn't think that he would still love her the way she did, the way he did when she was young, and things like that. And he's in the background, and he hears all of this, and he just breaks down, sobbing and screaming. It's like I would have loved her anyway, how no matter how old she was. And I admit I had to fight tears for that, just because of, just because of the way that you know it was written, the way it was presented, and even that voice actor, which for an NPC, the voice acting for that one NPC was amazing, and and just it wasn't fleshed out like I wanted it to be and it makes me wish that you know the main quests are cool they all focus on previous characters from the series and stuff like that but they felt rather lackluster in terms of everything else I was so much more interested in just seeing how all these characters in this world just kind of coped with being alive for 500 years and it didn't focus on that instead it's focusing on all these characters that you know, admittedly, a lot of the audience has admitted they don't care about, you know, because, you know, Snow is still hurting himself over, you know, what, how he couldn't save Sarah. You know, uh, Fang is still, you know, trying to fight for Vanille and, and stuff like that and trying to make her see that she's doing stupid things and stuff like that. And Saz is still trying to protect his son. It's just like, okay, we've seen all this. I want to see, you know, new stories behind these people and stuff like that. I mean, sure, the old characters are great, but they... It's like Lightning Returns has lost why we fell in love with them in the first place, if ever. You know, a lot of people didn't like a lot of those characters and things like that. So I think that was one of the biggest things that hurt Lightning Returns was that it simultaneously felt like more of the same and then didn't. You know, it, it felt like we were just, you know, grinding these characters to death. And we there were so many other interesting things that could have been fleshed out, but they just weren't. Um, and it's a shame because it, it, it takes an effect on the entire game because of the experience thing, having to do side quests to get stronger and then avoiding combat, which is the greatest thing about the game and stuff like that. But that's just how it worked out overall. But by the time the credits rolled, I felt good about the game. I was skeptical in the middle, but by the time the credits rolled, I'm just like, okay, that was good. It was a perfect ending. There's no, you know, uh, there's no cliffhanger ending like there was in 13 two. you know, it's perfect. It wraps it up. Um, if you manage to get the 14th day and you get the extended ending, it really doesn't make sense in the term of anything, but it's a nice little, you know, tip of the hat to, um, finally wrapping up the final fantasy 13 trilogy and stuff like that. So I'm going to go ahead and say you should play the game if you got at all emotionally invested in the other two games and you want to finally see the story through to its end. Um, also, if you want to play probably some of the smoothest combat you've ever played in a Final Fantasy game, um, you also should play this game if you have some weird fat- infatuation with lightning like I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, because literally, I mean, it's literally a lightning dress-up game. I mean, you know, that that's the greatest thing that a T rating can get you. <laughs>
I still well, think that's a selling point. <laughs> for people like me, it is. <laughs> um, however, you should not play this game if you're uh, the kind of person that loves to explore the world, the, someone who likes to see the entire... You know, um, completionists uh, should not play this game. Completionists could play this game. Just keep in mind, you're going to have to play the game at least probably three times because there's some side quests that you literally cannot finish in one playthrough, possibly not even two, because one of the side quests, I don't know what the reward is for that particular side quest, but it better be damn good. You literally have to make all of the monsters on the map extinct. Because if you fight enough, if you fight enough of a specific monster, you'll find the quote-unquote last one, which is literally just the same monster, just highlighted in pink. <laughs> um, Poor fellow. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll just fight the last monster, and then once you fight it, it'll say this monster's been fought to extinction. Like, yay! You killed off an entire species. Wait, so <laughs> it's literally possible to kill every monster in the game? Yes. Wow. This is could not be farther from a traditional Final Fantasy game. <laughs> there, like I said, there are even side quests where you complete them by having an entire species go extinct. There's one where you kill literally kill everything. Granted, you can go back to the Ark and fight everything in your little like bookshelf thing and just get into a fight with them and stuff like that. But again, no experience doesn't matter unless you really feel nostalgic about fighting that dragon. <laughs> Okay, so... So, I mean, it's, it's a great game, but, you know, it, it, it's not something that everyone should play. Interesting. But so, so it's a great, like, fan game. It's it's a great way to wrap up the series. Yeah. You know, so if you've never had any sort of attachment to the characters or the story or anything like that, you'll probably find nothing here. Um, but if it's something that you want to see something new, you want to see more of Lightning, you want to see more of, you know, all the 13 characters and stuff like that, you want to see what happens, you know, and after the ending of 13-2, I would imagine a lot of people want to see what happens. Um, so, I, I mean, I can imagine a lot of people wanting to play the game just for closure. But... So play it as a bookend. Yeah, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where even if I even if I hated thirteen and thirteen two, which I didn't, I really enjoyed both of them. Even if I hated them, I'd want to play this one just so I know what happens. Yeah, and that's and that's really the biggest selling point here. So, how long did it take you to get through the game? The you it? By the time the credits rolled, I clocked in about thirty four hours. I, I've seen most people clock in, but a little over thirty hours. Again, it'll depend on how many side quests you decide to do and things like that. If so, if you, just out of curiosity, if you new game plus it, and so basically, you, then you just if somebody, well, regardless, if somebody were to just drive through the main story mm -hmm. and not do any of the side quests, yeah. How long do you think that would take? If you wanted to do a speed run, assuming you were really good and you could actually fight the bosses with such little experience and or stuff like that. Or you were on New Game Plus mode. Or you were on New Game Plus mode. I would say you could probably get it done in 10 to 15 hours okay. if you're only doing the main quest and you're doing New Game Plus and stuff like that. But, I mean, like like I mentioned, that last boss is a bitch. It <laughs> seems super short for a Final Fantasy title. Well, keep in mind, it's not a quote-unquote true Final Fantasy title. I mean, there's really only four areas, mm. and it's not, like, truly open world. It's not, like, you know... So they built it for closure. It, it seems kind of like they built it just because they didn't know how to end the 13 franchise, mm. and so they just kind of threw a whole other game at it. I'm really hoping that 15 gets back to the roots. Well, remember, 15 is supposed to be a little bit more like Kingdom Hearts, allegedly, so... Mm. Which I'm okay with, because I loved Kingdom yeah. Hearts, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> So, 
But yeah, I, I enjoyed Lightning Returns, but it, it wasn't without its moments where I was just like, why am I playing this? You know, and, and you guys know me better than anyone else. As a diehard Final Fantasy fan, that's really hard for me to admit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. But okay. yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, full disclosure, this review is based on a copy of the retail version of the game that was purchased by the reviewer for reviewer and personal purposes. Uh, the game is published and developed by Square Enix. The game was released on February 11th, 2014. And with that, let's see what you guys had questions about the game. So obviously, since we uh, decided we're going to review Lightning Returns, we asked you guys if you want to know anything about the game and etc. So let's go through those. Um, Alex has a lot of questions. Uh, favorite set of gear slash costume slash garb that you use for the longest time? Um, I actually ended up using the uh, Final Fantasy VII Cloud costume throughout almost the entire game, just because of one ability. There's an ability you have on him called that is just heavy slash for most of the time, but when your opponent is staggered, it turns into the ability called Slayer, which, aside from you know being one of my favorite bands, um, is also ridiculously powerful. So I think that was the only one I had throughout the entire game. I kept switching them quite often. Was that a pre-order bonus, that costume? Uh, can you, can it, you get it normally? It was a pre-order bonus, yeah. So, you know if you can get it normally? I would imagine you can get it through eBay. That's not quite what I meant, but okay. <laughs> no, it's not available for purchase or anything like that. But yeah. I... You know, it, it it really wasn't that great of a costume. I literally just kept using it for that one ability, but it was really a waste of a costume slot, so I wouldn't recommend it at all. Um, Alex also asks, best look for lightning in your opinion was um. There's this um costume that I'm assuming all of you will be googling immediately after I po- after I say it. Um, it's called the watery chorus costume. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Charlie is Googling as we speak. I mean, there's a lot of really good ones, but, I mean, Watery Chorus was one I used a lot, um, especially as a mage. Who names this stuff? Uh, Japanese people. Wow. Watery Chorus. (laughs) So, she's a mermaid. (laughs) A magic mermaid. Barely. (laughs) Like I said, four square centimeters of fabric. (laughs) That's one of my favorites. The other one of my favorites is called Midnight Mauve. Um, that one's not... Huh? And I'm sure we know why that one's your favorite. It's not the attributes. Well, it is the attributes, but not the <laughs> magical ones. Hey, 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 hey. Well, they might be magical, but we won't know. All I'm saying is I found, in a, I found a top hat that was the exact same color as that suit. And I was really proud that it had the same color. <laughs> Michelle will be very proud of you right now. <laughs> I have no words. Well, she'll inevitably listen to this, and she'll uh, be like, "Good for you, VJ." <laughs> so, are the are the costumes directly related to class? Also, sometimes it... each cost each costume will typically have its own special attributes that differentiate it from others. Um, they'll also occasionally have abilities that are locked to that suit. So, like you know, the one you saw, the watery chorus one, that one had an ability called uh, Ice Storm locked to it, which is basically a combination of ice and wind magic. You can't take that attack off of that, off of that garb. So, if you attack, if you equip that suit, you have to use that attack, oh, or you have to have it equipped at least. I just feel that the uh, the watery chorus had two C cup <laughs> attributes in attached to that suit. <laughs> Some of them are 
actually well designed, and then some of them are just like lighting like purple a suit. purple dress, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was actually like, you know, well thought out. So she's actually clothed at some point in here. Yes. Okay. I, just, I don't know. Maybe she had pasties of the posage on. <laughs> oh, yeah. She actually looks like she's going like somewhere other than a place of the pole. <laughs> that was a very pretty dress. That's why I loved it. And it was in the art book. So as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I can't wait to unlock this. Wow. They have stripped you of your man card. <laughs> They might have. Uh, what else She's does Alex ask? If you were the game developer, what would you have changed to make it better? Uh, I would have made it so that you got experience through battles, not through side quests. Um, what gameplay features would you take from this game and add adopt into other games? Uh, like I said, I really like the combat system. Um, I can see the combat system being in other games, but I don't think it'll make sense in terms of like story and things like that. But uh, the combat was really smooth, and I would love to see it in a future game at some point, even though, you know, like I said... Everything's always different in every Final Fantasy game and stuff like that. You're not going to trade dress up with you? No. Uh, best place environment-wise did you like the best? Like I mentioned, I like the Wildlands just because they were wide open and there was a lot to you know see and things like that. Um, I also think it had like three different distinct like weather areas, which is the only part in the entire game. Because of the four areas, there's the Wildlands, which I mentioned. There's the Dead Dunes, which is just a big fucking desert. There's Luxurian, which is a, which is a city kind of area. And then there's Yuznan, which is like a city Las Vegas-y area. Um, Alex finally asks, rate the difficulty on this game, one being easy, ten being OMG hardcore. I'd actually pop it in probably about... A seven, just because a lot of the game revolves around time management, and if I know gamers, they don't do time management very well. No. So it's something that you know, it's something that you really have to put a lot of thought into, which is not something that you see in a lot of video games these days. So it can be used as a learning tool, huh? It could be, yeah. Uh, our buddy Dan, who's been on the show before and is also playing the game, said, "Why didn't Lightning wear pants?" Really, Dan? Uh, she does wear pants, by the way, just not in most of her outfits. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just found the Moogle Queen outfit. <laughs> <laughs> she wear pants? Where she's literally just covered in Moogles. <laughs> I didn't unlock. <laughs> she has pants on. <laughs> and Moogles. I didn't unlock that one. I think that was a pre-order bonus or something. Uh, so basically, to answer Dan's question, maybe you should put pants on her, perv. <laughs> uh, Dan also asks, did you want to strangle Hope and use Nan while doing the main quest? And for those of you that aren't familiar, um, Hope... No, 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 no. This is violent. So Hope is kind of like feeding you in info in your ear because he's the guy oh, that's she's piloting in the, the Arkansas... Huh? She's in the van? No, she's not in the van. Oh. She's on the ground. She's on the ground and everything, and she's doing everything. And then Hope is up in the arc, you know, telling you what to do and you know, giving you hints and stuff like that. Um, and the entire time during the main quest in Yuznan, there's a part where you have to gather fireworks in order to get into a certain part of town. And the entire time, Hope will, be, and you have to get them during. A, they have you have to get them before midnight. And Hope will keep saying, "Light, you don't have enough fireworks. You need to get more fireworks. Lightning, you need to get more fireworks. There's more fireworks over there." And it's like, "Shut the fuck up, Hope." <laughs> But it's if you okay. tap on a picture, it'll get bigger. Oh, I'm just going through this. He little... wasn't talking about the picture getting bigger. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dirty. Penis I tap joke. on this, and the iPad comes closer. 
Uh, our buddy Matches Elfring says they really need to stop with these Final Fantasy games. That's my question. Matches, that's not a question. I mean, you're, you're I agree a, with that question. God damn it, goat. <laughs> Dan, um, there's pants all over this thing. Is he blind? <laughs> this chick's like wardrobe, and she's got pants on like 60% of this stuff. Granted, they're 40%. Think Dan, I don't think Dan unlocked a lot of the costumes. I don't think Dan unlocked any of the costumes. Besides, <laughs> I mean, she does have a very, very large miniskirt collection. <laughs> she probably uses a lot of double stick tape, too. Oh, hey, she does snake for a minute there in Urban Outlaw. <laughs> there's pants uh, all over this. <laughs> Taylor says, how many times did VJ try to propose to Lightning? <laughs> oh, we can't actually disclose that. Uh, none, because I don't propose to televisions. However, if she was suddenly inside me. And so- Whoa! <laughs> wow! <laughs> well, uh, then, hey, the- you need to buy blinds now, too. <laughs> Where the- were you even going with that? <laughs> I, don't I go meant help. To, I meant don't. to say in front of me. <laughs> No, apparently you meant to say inside you. That's the slip of the century. Wow. <laughs> so she's the man. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Taylor also asked, what's your overall score measured in beard length? Uh, a solid seven inches. Oh, come on. That's just... <laughs> that's overselling yourself. I, I mean, my beard is ten inches long, so that's about a 70%. Yeah, I need to be touching that. <laughs> nope. I've already, I've already made the Freudian slip of the century. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pretty much golden to go like <laughs> wild now because I didn't say I wanted a chick inside me. God damn it! It's entirely possible he just wants to eat her. Yeah, you ever thought about that, huh? Maybe oh yeah, cannibal. Cannibalism is definitely the better of the two evils here. <laughs> Strap on. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. <laughs> Cannibalism? That's normal. <laughs> that's way more PC than than any sort of attachment. Moving on. <laughs> Songbird, of course, sent an email in this week. It says, Dear Viking Jesus, Goat and Technotronic Corn, mailbag non-answer, because I didn't technically ask a question. Uh, I take it that all the customizations have some sort of effect. If so, does the mustache give the ability of getting better discounts in stores and increasing the chances of critical hits like stash points from Mario and Luigi series? Oh, and why isn't it pink? Um, so, no, not every little customization does things. You can get adornments, which are literally just things you can put on lightning just for them to be pretty. So it's truly dress-up lightning with the game behind it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you can even change the color of these suits. Like the, the, the nice purple dress that you saw earlier, mm-hmm. you could change that to nice white or oh, blue yeah, or yeah, whatever she's, if you she's want. She's pure with you in the room. Right. <laughs> yeah, white's out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it really is a dress-up lightning game. But no, Songbird, unfortunately the adornments don't do anything. They, If you just want to put a mustache on lightning for some reason, you can. Which I didn't. But you probably should have if she's going to be inside you. I'm going to regret that slip for months, aren't I? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God damn it, Goat. Things like that just don't get dropped in your lap every day. (laughs) (laughs) Or her lap in this case. God damn it, Goat. Uh, Songbird says, we all know you have a thing for lightning, VJ, but doesn't it, oh, you're gonna love this, doesn't it make you feel a little awkward that she's basically a she-cloud? 
To be fair, Drake from Uncharted is someone like Lara Croft from Tomb Raider, but I don't recall the designer of that series saying they made a male version of Lara as Tetsuya said. Uh, the character designer, Tetsuya Nomura, says, someone like a female version of Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, no, that doesn't bother me, because apparently, you know, reference the slip I've made already <laughs> ten minutes ago, etc. I think we've covered the problem. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't bother me, especially, because, I mean, Cloud and Lightning, admittedly, don't have, like, glowing personalities or anything like that. They're just, like, moody. And I'm okay with that. And it works for both men and women. Yeah, I don't even know where you're going with that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Songbird also says, with Sochi's Winter Olympic Games coming to a close... Really? Is that over already? Yeah, it's only like two weeks. Oh, I don't know how long it goes. When I was a kid, it felt like it was on for months. Um, that was because it was in DVR. That's true. <laughs> Olympic Games coming to a close. I've been thinking about the future games, specifically the summer games in Tokyo in 2020. What kind of homages do you think there will be in the opening and closing ceremony? Um, Godzilla, clearly... You know, no, you don't think so? I don't, I don't think that's going to work for you, no. I'm, um, I, I'm rather, so you heard about the story about the one Olympic ring that didn't open up during the opening ceremonies? Yes. They mocked themselves during the closing ceremonies. Really? Yes. I missed that. They what have, did they, they do? They had one of the rings not open. Purposely? Like, on purpose, yes. Oh, man. Well, good for them. I found the a... one good story out of this whole Russian thing. Uh, Songbird also says, apparently there's going to be a movie about a console war. Wait a minute, you guys didn't answer the last question. What? Do you what do you do you think there will be any homages at the Tokyo Olympics in 2020? Yes, aside from Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> every every event you'll have to put the money in to get that out of the vending machine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if video games are mainstream enough for them to put something like that into the Olympics. I mean, they might do the Japanese like... Olympics. Everything's probably going to be covered in Hello Kitty shit. Yeah, yeah. Ew. I know. I could see them. I could see them doing like. Um, well, I mean, first of all, if I'm ever going to play Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics, yeah. it's going to be that year. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <that's... laughs> um, but they'll be in London. You'll be in Tokyo. That doesn't work out. Yeah. Time frame or yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Songbird says apparently there's going to be a movie about a console war specifically Sega's point of view going up against Nintendo not to mention it's also being made by Sony Pictures so what do you guys think of the, what do you guys think of what the movie will be like I wasn't aware of this actually I caught something about that earlier it's um about the whole thing between Nintendo and Sony about the um about the what turned into the PlayStation the Nintendo PlayStation yeah I guess interesting I saw that it depends on who writes it and who directs it yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I I can see that being interesting, I guess, but I mean, it, it doesn't. It just seems like I don't know, I, corporate I don't know what, stuff to I, me. It I, doesn't I, seem like it would make an interesting movie necessarily. That, that's the thing. I, I I would need to know what the story is there. Yeah, like you know, it's because like you can make a movie about Facebook because it was interesting because there was like actual like drama and things or there were you're just saying that because the music was done by trent reznor yes (laughs) yes considering i haven't actually even seen the movie Um, (laughs) what neither have i it's actually a good movie i think you guys would enjoy it particularly charlie because trent reznor uh, okay something a little more closer to home you can make a movie you can make the movie the um, pirates of silicon valley because there was an actual story there which was about um you know for for the underwear that was essentially this is it's an older movie um about um, basically the the whole rivalry between um, Bill Gates and um, Steve Jobs and how the forming of like Apple and uh, Windows and all that oh. and how they like stole from each other and everything and it's um 
it's it's actually a good movie because there's actual like human drama there. Yeah. I have no idea if there's actual story human drama in this particular. Well, maybe someone knows something that we don't. I mean, sure. Which would make something interesting, but right. otherwise, I don't think so. Knowing, yeah. yeah, but so knowing what I know now, I don't see it being interesting because I yeah, don't know what I don't know. Oh well. Thank you, Songbird, for your email. Um, that should be everything for the regular episode, right? Yep. Cool. Goat, you have anything? I, I, no. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, we got the album, BP thing, we covered last week. How's that doing, by the way? Uh, I... Okay. <laughs> Ryan seemed pretty pleased that I threw some money at it. Oh, I I don't I don't handle that. We have a guy for that. <laughs> I do know that the video uh did hit over two thousand views though in the first four days, so that was nice. awesome. Very nice. If it was anybody on this lovely platform, thank you, thank you, and thank you. That's just crazy that two thousand people give a shit what I do in four days. <laughs> have you started any um any debates in the comments about the content of the lyrics yet? Because then it'll skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any debates. It's pretty dark. We really can't debate that. <laughs> oh, someone's someone's going to find it and just be like, this is all wrong. And you, you guys will be like, yeah, fuck you. It's music. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Not really into that. I mean, if you want to, you know, troll the YouTube page, knock mm-hmm. yourself out. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'll have fun at your expense, but I'm not responsible if you walk away crying. <laughs> um, We got some shows coming up. Um, in the end of March, but it's too early to be really pushing those. All right. Cool. We're in that lull period. Yeah. Got the album out. Now it's like... Let's take a, let's take a couple <laughs> weeks to breathe. And yeah. And then back into full-on uh, yeah. performing and stuff yeah. like take that. Take a little hiatus. Wipe the sweat off. Stop crying and yelling at each other. <laughs> finally turn the computer off. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Charlie, you have anything? Um, no. I'm boring this week. Aw, you're never boring to me, Charlie. Aw. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> you're ruining all my plants. Wait a minute. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Maybe that was the point the entire time. As long as it's not competitive eating. <laughs> anyway, um... I haven't mentioned it here. I mentioned it on my uh, on my uh, Vikings Jesus Facebook page a couple days ago. Um, for any of you that were looking forward to my appearance at RiverCon in South Bend, Indiana, um, RiverCon itself has been canceled. Um, so obviously, I will not be participating. Um, He'll still be there playing the empty room. <laughs> He'll be outside with the doors locked, going. Hi guys, <laughs> I think I'm supposed to play here. So if you want an intimate acoustic set in South Bend, Indiana. Um. So uh, my apologies to anyone that might have been looking forward to that appearance. Uh, I am still playing at the Courthouse Pub in Goshen, Indiana on April 4th. Uh, There's apparently no cover charge for that. Uh, There are a couple other bands playing, but I'm not familiar with any of them. There's like East Meets West. A couple other bands, like I said, I've never heard of. They're local bands. Um... That's about it, though. I got that one show coming out. The Video Games Live album is out, but I'm not actually on the physical album itself, but you can listen to it. It's good. It's really good, actually. I've, 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 I don't think either of you have listened to it yet. I have. You have? Hmm? It's probably on Spotify, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very good. I enjoy it. Tastes like it. chicken. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerHeadRadio. Follow us on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T-E-K Charlie. We're on Google+. Plus. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on our own fucking website. We're on Google Play with the GamerHead Radio app. It's free. Please download it. We'd like that. Um... Whatever you listen to us on, please five-star us, upvote us, plus one us, uh, like us, thumbs up us. Be careful with that last one, especially because I apparently keep making slip-ups today. Um, yeah, you don't want a thumb inside you. What? Oh, God damn it. Or maybe he does. <laughs> whatever it is, on whatever medium it is you listen to us on. Uh, or wherever you want it. We'd certainly appreciate it. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. God damn it, you guys. <laughs> it's Austin's inside Mike. <laughs> Got this week's sponsor. <laughs> Have you ever said something and instantly after saying it, you had all the regret in the world about saying it? Especially with the two people in this room. Especially being recorded. <laughs> oh man, the inside mic remix. That's gonna happen. Oh, <laughs> A nice backbeat and inside mic. <laughs> Email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com. <laughs> Phone number is 94926gamer. <laughs> He's broken. I'm uh. already sick of this joke. It's uh. not even been 20 minutes, and I'm already sick of it. I'm done. Oh, you're not? Yeah. No, you're not. I'll never be spoken again. My head's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us at either of those, and of course at any of the social media accounts that we've mentioned previously, um, we're trying something new. Um, typically, we post our mailbag question on the Friday before we record, um, but we figured that not a lot of our fan base probably takes advantage of that or follows us on Facebook or whatever, clearly, because we have thousands of people listening to us every week um, and only 150 people following us on Facebook. Um so uh, we thought we'd try to include each week's mailbag question within the body of the um, uh, within the podcast itself so that you guys could contact us and have a whole week to think about your answers and stuff like that. And so like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I got a copy I got a review copy of Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, um, which we're going to review next week. So if any of you have any questions about Lords of Shadow 2 at all, um, feel free to send it to any of the mediums that we have that we've mentioned here. Um, and uh, next week we'll have a full review of Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, whether or not I get past the point I'm stuck at. So um, so that'll be for you guys. By the way, guys, uh, I realize that our reviews are just a little bit rusty because we haven't done them here in 50 episodes, and I haven't reviewed a game since that first episode of Gamerhead Radio we did. So any feedback you have on our reviews and things like that, we're still kind of trying to um, you know, find our groove here as far as uh, how they're structured, how we handle them. You know, I always wanted to be kind of like, you know, a more of a casual conversation between the three of us just to kind of, you know, break through that barrier that there's always seemed to have been between like the gaming community and reviewers, you know, so we can try to, you know, kind of like the everyman kind of review, you know, put it, put it in terms that everyone can understand and things like that. But obviously if there's something you guys would prefer, um, give us feedback and let us know and we'll try to adapt to whatever your guys' criticism is. Okay. This episode of Gamerhead Radio has been brought to you by the Chocobo Girl Squad. Meow, meow, choco, chow. This has been Gamerhead Radio. (laughs) 
about last week how when Charlie leaves and he uh-huh. leaves the recording on and he yeah. goes through this to edit and he's just like, you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. Another Easter egg for him editing. Well, you know. This is the Charlie went to the poop station talk. <laughs> uh, let's see. First week of... Today on Game Red Radio, Charlie takes a dump mid-show. Charlie's in the bathroom as we sit here all alone. <laughs> oh, and boy. Oh, and boy. Oh, and boy. Oh, and boy. Charlie's <laughs> in the bathroom while we sit here alone. Uh, <laughs> dropping. Oh, damn it, I had it. <laughs> dropping brown bombs all that. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay, we're all tired.